0: Welcome to the Thinker Nick podcast, the podcast where we interview ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Our goal is to share stories and ideas about how thinking differently can shape a better future for all. Hello and welcome back to the Thinker Nick podcast. I'm your host, Nick Daniels. I'm joined by Nicola. How are we today? All
1: good. Thanks, Nick. Weekend.
0: Yes, the weekend. We love the weekend today's episode we are going to uh, dive into leadership and I am very excited because I have the coach of the Saigon geckos with me Alex Wolf he has an undergrad in sports coaching and a master's in coaching science and after studying his degree he decided that he wanted to do a bit of traveling so he came over to Vietnam where he, studied further to become a teacher and now he teaches here in Vietnam as well as being the head coach of the Saigon Geckos Rugby Club. So Alex, welcome. It's good to have you on. Yeah,
2: thank you very much, Nick. Looking awesome. forward to it.
0: Yes, can't wait. So the first question we're going to dive into is what is leadership? And from my understanding or from a book that I've read mm-hmm. by Robin Sharma, the leader who had no title, the book is basically about an army vet who comes home and doesn't know his purpose in life. He doesn't know what he wants to do. And the book dives into various skills about how to become a leader. And what I took from it is that everybody can be a leader in their own right, given the correct direction and applying the correct skills. So Nicola, what's your view? What what is leadership?
1: So I'd be interested to hear what Alex says and nice to meet you, Alex. There's a difference between leadership and management. Management is about control, and leadership is about influence. So leadership is really the degree to which you can bring social influence to an environment to inspire or motivate people to move in particular directions. Whereas management is more about the control mechanisms that you need to put in place to make sure certain things have got done. So for me, leadership is is really about the degree to which you can influence the behavior of others, but then there's another dimension of leadership, which is more around self, self-management self and self-leadership, self-discipline. So you can lead yourself and be a contributing individual to society and to your organizations and communities, and then you can lead others, trying to take them to what hopefully is a better future, simply awesome. put. Your view, Alex.
2: Yeah, I think for me, leadership is something where, I mean, there are so many different factors involved. And there's a lot of things that you really have to think about in terms of the environment you are, you know, what you want to bring to it, the people around you, how you can lift them Mm. to new levels. For me, leadership has over the years changed a bit. And that is very much due to, you know, where I've been at the time. When I was in university in, you know, quite a high performing sporting environment, you know, it was a really well-functioning, high-performing environment and leadership from the top there was about bringing those groups of people together and then, you know, how then they can get the best out of those players, which was, for me, very interesting. But those the, the people who are in charge of that, they were quite different coaches and leaders to to where I was. So being quite young, I kind of tried to look at what they were doing and then trying to take it on myself. And then coming to somewhere like Vietnam and the geckos, it's really then changed, you know, who I am as a leader and, and what I can bring up and what I can do as leadership. You know, I, I really like that sense of coming into that group, looking from that leadership perspective. You know, how can I put the people in the correct roles to get the best out of them and to get mm. the best out of the team? I think that's super, super important. And I think that links to definitely that, that management perspective. The next part for me is leadership. Is then creating that environment. You know, you've mm-hmm. got to want people to really buy into something. You know, and that's got to be a real clear cut message. You know, you got to get them to really think about. All right, where do they want to go? What do they want to do? What do they want to be? St- what do like they want to be stood for when other teams or you know organizations look at them? You know, what do they stand for? What do they really mm-hmm. show? And you've really got to get people to to buy into that. Yeah. All right, and then like holistically all right what what are the different elements of that like what's behavior what are the norms what are the values what are the, what yeah. are the things we're doing and you know with with that sense for me as a leader it's a lot about a lot of it is guiding you know you've got to really facilitate that in the sense of those people have got to you've got to give them the opportunity to take that ownership as well obviously like that level of ownership doesn't come naturally to a lot of people so there has to be levels of progression yeah. You know, but there's for me, there's a lot of guiding in that. And there's yeah. a lot of pushing people and, and helping people yeah. go through that. And, you know, one thing that always kind of stuck with me when I was learning about leadership was, you know, a good leader wants to make themselves, you know, jobless, you know, a good leader wants to people in that organization to, like I said, yeah, take the ownership you know, take that team forward. And, you know, you're just, you're just really guiding them. Yeah. And, you know, if you, a leader can do that, in my eyes, can take the team onto new levels where they're autonomously doing this work and building the team, well, then that just gives that, per, you know, that person, that coach, yeah. better opportunity to look from outside the scope. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm a very, I'm a very great person. I'm not really black or white. I, I like to see things in, in different perspectives. And, I always see there's a lot of different influences in that regard. Yeah. But for me, yeah, leadership is really guiding and, you know, it's definitely what Nicola said yeah. in terms of the guiding that organization, like managing the people around and then lifting those people. Especially in like, a rugby team. Like you need a, you need a, you know, you
0: need, especially like a bunch of blokes like us, you know, if you don't tell us exactly what to do, it's nothing's going to get done. You know what I mean? We just, we just, you know, we're full of it. Like we just like to have, have fun, have a bit of a laugh, but, Another question I want to touch on is, why is leadership so important in life? And the first thing that comes to mind for me is mentors. And we've just done an episode on this that you guys should definitely go and mm-hmm. check out. So I'm not going to dive into mentors too much. But basically, a mentor would be a leader for you, whoever your mentor might be in life. So that, that is why I believe leadership and mentors have like a very unique connection there. Nicola, what's your view on why leadership is so important in life?
1: There was just a sort of segue between mentorship and leadership. So you can work for a company and be led by someone that's not your mentor. It could be a completely independent person. So a mentor doesn't have to necessarily exist within the business. A coach is often there for a very specific reason. Alex Alex isn't standing on the sidelines doing nothing and just sort of hanging around, inspiring people as a coach, you've got a very specific role around team performance and individual performance. If you were coaching someone individually. So leadership is, it plays a different role. So uh, there was that wonderful story about the Pied Piper and the, he sang all the rats out of, out of London. Now Sometimes what happens in life is you get different types of leaders, and Alex has touched on this. You've got the, the inspiring leader who sort of runs down the street with a pipe and everybody follows. And you're never quite sh- they're never quite sure where they're going. They've possibly got a view of where they think they want to go, but they're never 100% sure where they're going. <laughs> and most leaders don't exactly know where they're going, but they do believe they can take, him, take you to a better place. So people follow almost as an energy because they are inspired or motivated to go wherever that person is going. You've then got another style or type of leader that is almost like much more, I think of a military leader, much more determined, very focused. They've got a battle plan. There's a clear strategy in place. They they know what they want. That's a different type of follower. You know, there's someone that's got rigor around us and people want to feel part of a structure and part of something controlling or, or more controlled, not necessarily controlling. And then you've got what I, th- I still call self-leadership. And that's really your individual contribution to a society or to a community. And, and that's where I think Robin Sharma talks about leader without title and his premise that everybody is a leader for sure. I just want to add sort of a little bit of a base to that triangle is that from an organization's perspective, which is where I sort of put the lens on this podcast, is when you're in a structure, what you're looking for in terms of talent. Remember our conversation about succession planning? Yeah. What you're looking for with talented people is people who can lead, people who can actually influence others, and take them in a very specific direction, which in terms of an organization would be towards the promised land and better profits and things like that. But people who naturally lead others. And that's what I was saying, management today is almost like a piece of that job, but it's not the only piece of that job. It's actually saying, who's good at what you think of Alex, putting the right people in the right position on his team. Who's going to play that role better than anybody else? So there's a piece of voyeurism observation that goes on as well. But companies, and I would imagine sports teams as well, I can't imagine it would be any different, are looking for people who can lead others. And you can't lead others if you don't have any influence. It's just it's it's impossible if you haven't got the social influence around other people. It's almost impossible to lead. You're always pushing from behind. It's, it's a push rather than a a pull. Great leadership is magnetic.
0: Yeah. When you say s- the social, you mean like the social skills, right? So Alex, I'm sure you can touch on that. You're quite a social social butterfly. <laughs> eh?
2: <laughs> I've been uh, told I've been uh, I'm a social butterfly <laughs> once or twice. <laughs> yeah. So I
0: um, can touch on that, mate.
2: I think you know, I really, I really like some of those points that Nicholas said, you know, for some people, leadership really isn't something where they're born with. And, you know, for me, leadership was was never something that I was inherently really good at, you know, as a child, when I was younger, I was quite shy. But, you know, when I really started to get delve into rugby and my education, and, you know, leadership became more prevalent, you know, what I had to do, it was something that I really tried to, you know, focus on and, and really try and, you know, develop and, you know, putting myself in uncomfortable positions where, you know, I'm having to talk with people, I'm having to, you know, be, you know, I like that idea of different hats, you know, that different hat where you can be in that coaching and you put a new hat on and you're outside of it. And, you know, like that, that definitely correlates with working. You know, some people have that teaching hat, you know, you're a teacher, you yeah. come into work, you have that teaching hat and then you're, you're changing that persona, a bit, but you're putting yourself in an uncomfortable position to really develop their skills you know one thing that I in terms of your first question about the mentor you know my one of my old university lectures really I used to love sitting down with him because we would just have the best conversations and you know he was just kind of steer, he was just steering it and it was me trying to inherently just taking the lead of the conversation but you know that you know that's as well leadership skills you know he's he's helping me lead that conversation but he was he really teaching me about how I can be authentic and you know be myself and you know, one thing about me, which I have really tried to focus on in my leadership skills, if I am, you know, like, I'm, I'm very sociable. Now, I feel like I'm a very social person. I care about people, you know, I want I want people to be together. I love that social group. And these are things that I've tried to put in my leadership. And I think people really love that feeling of being cared for. And, you know, and they get really, really good buying on that. And that really drives me to want to try and get to know people and, and want to get and, you know, want to try and get people involved into you know what we're working towards that that common goal yeah just
0: want to plug this quickly the saigon geckos guys we play for the saigon geckos rugby club here in vietnam if you are ever in vietnam make sure to check us out come through a great bunch of uh, great community hey i've met so many amazing people through just through just just the geckos and the functions and the events that we have but now let's touch on leadership qualities you spoke about being kind right so me as a teacher i'm just going to touch on a few qualities but passion is a very big one. You need to be passionate about teaching because it is a tough job. I mean, you've got like 25 kids running around the classroom, you know. You need to be passionate about what you're doing. You need to have a positive attitude all the time. Yes. And a key one for me would be the communication aspect. You have to be a good communicator to be a teacher. So, mm-hmm. Alex, some of the leadership qualities of a a coach. can you touch on that?
2: Yeah, so we breached oh, I, I I talked about them briefly on the last question, but I think emotional intelligence is something that is in my eyes becoming really prevalent for coaches and it's and sometimes it's not i think it's highly regarded as what leaders should be doing you know really thinking about how your players are thinking like feeling yeah. you know why are they feeling that way okay am i having a positive effect am i not you know how, how are my emotions doing it really thinking about like the energy that's that's being transferred through all those uh Emotions. I think emotional intelligence is really, really important. Yeah. And you know, and that's something again where again people aren't naturally innate to having that emotional intelligence, something that you can train. And you know, I've I've been doing a lot of meditation and mindfulness to try and help me improve my emotional intelligence, but I think that's really important to try and emotionally connect with people. Yeah. And Nicola, how about you?
0: Leadership qualities.
1: <laughs> I mean, there's a lot, to yeah, be fair. There and it's it's almost like a It's a rest. It's a rest. It's a whole bunch of ingredients that have different recipes. They make different things. I think the number one thing in leadership is integrity. They've got there through dubious means or perhaps covert intents. But I had supper with a friend in Johannesburg a couple of weeks ago, and he said to me, The good guy always wins. The good guy always wins. And I think integrity is one of those things that I often say, you can't have some of it. You've either got it or you haven't got it. So I think as you, if you arrive, and Alex used that wonderful word, authenticity, in conversation with your mentor, he got you to rock up as your authentic self. I think what great leaders do is they give people permission to be themselves in a safe way because they themselves know who they are Everyone's got skeletons, but they're not so fearful of their skeletons. You know, if the cupboard door opened and a skeleton popped up, they go, oh, shit, you know, there's the ground. Let's put it back in the cupboard. (laughs) So they don't have the shame or embarrassment of their skeletons. We've all got, uh, you know, light and dark sides. But So I think great leaders can arrive at a situation real, honest, who they are. They don't have to be someone else to prove something. And that alone can be somewhat disarming to other people because now who am I? (laughs) If you Mm. rock up and Alex is completely himself, surely, and Alex, I would imagine you have these qualities because just observing your, your connection here with Nick, Nick is arriving as his, as his full self in your company and you are the coach of his rugby team. So he's Mm. got permission to be Nick. And I think, In a leadership role, when you give people permission to be themselves, you then discover what they're really good at. And when you discover what they're really good at, you know what position to put them in on your team. And so leadership is also about getting a a group, not necessarily a team, because a team is what you've got when you're performing. A group of people, turning a group of people into a performing team is one of the challenges of leadership. It's like yeah. how do you take a bunch of random people and get them to move in a particular direction? Yeah,
2: I, I really, uh, I really love that point because you know, with authenticity, there comes trust because people know that you know that's who you are, yeah. and you know, it, you're, you're gonna get that. You're gonna see them in that good side, and mm-hmm. with that, you know, people just become relaxed and they and they just want to invest in you and they want to invest in that community. And when people are invested and they feel trusted, you know, then that's when they start to want to try and make mistakes, you know, because they want to try and be better and they're not afraid of, you know, making mistakes. And, and you know, they, they're in that really safe environment. And I think creating that environment, that safe environment is so key, you know, in a sport context or a business context, because yeah. that's where you get really people who are investing mm. and then really pushing their limits as, yeah. you know, practitioners or, or in, in that role. Yeah, because they need to be self-motivated.
0: Mm. You need to get them up, but they still need to be self-motivated mm. to get there. So guys, let's touch, we've just touched on, you know, qualities of a leader. Let's let's talk now about what mm. leaders get wrong. I'm yep. not going to touch too much on this, but I'm going to hand it straight <laughs> over to you guys. Why don't we start with Nicola? What do leaders get really wrong?
1: I, th- well, there's probably a long list of <laughs> qualities. <laughs> I, can, I can tell you a shed load of things that I've got wrong but just to sort of build on what alex has said about trust that's possibly something that we as leaders get wrong so if you start to mistrust people what we tend to do mm-hmm. then is you put a lens not on what's good but what's or what's working but what's not working mm-hmm. you start to observe people not based on what they've done but based on what they haven't done and i think what happens there is if people feel overly criticized or judged then all those leadership chemistries that you're trying to put in place to move people in a direction tend to disappear i think another thing that we get wrong as leaders and i say we because you know i've, I've been around this leadership thing for a long time is there's times when you have to put yourself out there it's a it's a big emotional risk to say i'm leading something But there's times when you put yourself out there when you shouldn't, where you actually need to know when to step back and let it be part of the team, no longer about you. And when I present on sort of strategy and leadership, I often use the analogy of sailing. And I did my day skippers, as you know, Nick, not because I particularly wanted to, you know, champion around the world solo experience. But I I saw sailing as one of the best analogies for leadership. It's just got and business, it's just got so many great parallels that you can tell a lot of stories that make sense to people related to sailing. So when you look at a yacht, you know, let's say a 35, 40-foot yacht, you don't have to go out there to the Mediterranean. If you take a an ordinary yacht, the skipper is always at the back of the boat. The skipper's not at the front figuring out what's coming up and the skippers at the back of the boat. So I think leaders that run to the front of the boat and think that they've got to be at the front, looking at everything, spotting the opportunities are making mistakes. The role of the skipper is to make sure everyone is safe on that boat and to make sure you are constantly steering that boat in the particular direction that you want to go in. You never go in a straight line. You always, what we call tacking and jibing, you're weaving your way to get to the destination. And I think where we make mistakes as leaders is we think we're in a speedboat. We're not at the front, we're somewhere in the middle. We're going hell for leather. (laughs) (laughs) But but, But a yacht will keep going around the world, even if you run out of petrol. A speedboat we'll get we'll just the tank will run dry
0: run out of steam
1: so i think as a leader one of the (coughs) mistakes we make is we try and operate our environments like speedboats rather than like mature skippers we should be behind the team servant leadership rather than self-service leadership
0: such a great example you used there nicola Uh, easy to understand alex what do you think leaders get wrong given your experience you know with coaching the geckos and stuff
2: You know, like, I really love that analogy as well. I think that's a great example where, you know, leaders try and come in and they just try and dictate everything. And, you know, it's like kind of my way or the highway. And you have to be, in my eyes as a leader, you have to be very open to what the people around you want to say, you know, and that, again, has that environmental factor. You're building that environment where people have the opportunity to say it. Feedback. Yeah, exactly. You have to be open and you you have to reflect on your performance and you have to take those things in. You know, like looking in the geckos perspective is the wonderful and beautiful thing about the geckos is we have people from all around the world. You know, I'm English, just South African. We've got Japanese, we've got Australians, we've got French. And, you know, the thing about rugby is in each of these different cultures, rugby is played so differently. And one thing I've really tried to foster is an environment where, you know, let's learn from each other. You know, and me as a coach, I want to learn of how, how what you do and how you do. And then let's try and incorporate that. And, you know, again, it's not me at the front saying, you know, we're going to play it this way. It's going to be doing that. It's, you know, like you said, sitting back and just letting these players, because especially when you get to imagine like a business environment and a sporting context, you know, these are all adults. You've had a lot of experience and people have some really good ideas. So you have to, I think, be open to people sharing and you know taking that on to your perspective yeah i agree and the beauty about sports and uh, rugby but sports in general is the,
0: the way that it has to unite people you know to bring people together mm. i mean if you look at like nelson mandela in south africa that rugby world cup final in 1995 yeah. really brought the country together after mm. apartheid like that's a perfect like example of that so now you guys have played various leadership roles obviously You're a CEO, Nicola, and Alex, you coach the geckos. Mm. But now, for me, for example, I've never been a coach or a CEO. But after reading the book, I do believe that everyone is a leader in their own right. Mm. So how do you become a leader in your own space? And the first thing that comes to mind for me would be you've got to just, uh, and in, in teaching, I'm going to refer to teaching here, is just building those relationships with the students. I think relationships are so important in any leadership role. I mean there's some students There's always a naughty kid or two naughty kids in the class and what what and 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 it literally reminds me of myself when i was that age Mm. so i don't get mad but but i do find them hard to control and something that i've learned over the last four years of teaching is that building a relationship with them first then it gives it puts onus on them and they don't want to misbehave in your class anymore Mm. they want to participate they want to you know do the best that they can so for me relationships would be one of the key skills to any good leader what is your what is your take wolf
2: for me leadership starts with you know like who we are who are you like what do you want out of this like what is your goal you know what is that mission or vision to say like what is the end goal what what do you want out of it from a teaching perspective you know what are these students going to learn what do you want to develop do you want to develop them as you know people as in like you want to develop their sense of who they are and you know their space in that classroom or is it like an academic drive do you want them to achieve that and you know once once you have that goal in sight and then you then put that goal or that image to the people around you if it's your classroom Mm. or your team or your business then that's when you can really start delving into leadership you know because you've created a vision for people to buy into you've created something potentially bigger than themselves Mm. which they can really get and that's when you steer the way and then that's when you become a leader. Okay. And and with that comes, you know, how can I then be myself? And how can I portray myself in this group? Okay, and how can I then get the best out of these people? Yeah.
0: And Nicola, how do you how do you advise to anyone out there who, (laughs) who doesn't believe they can be a leader or who's just not, you know, in a high ranking position? How would they be able to become a leader in their own space?
1: I think Alex has probably nailed it. It's that if you take two things out of what Alex just said, the one was about vision and the other was about understanding. So if you think of vision and you had a vision for all of the children in your particular class passing their exams, so you've got a vision for someone else, not for yourself. It's a vision for others. So when you do vision in an organization, I think one of the mistakes people make is they have they put like a small group of people in a room and say, let's come up with the vision. Now that's not necessarily the wrong thing to do, but perhaps a better thing to do is a collective vision. So you get all the kids together in the class and you say, hey, you know, what would it look like if we all did this? What would you like to see at the end of this year? So vision is really about hope it's about a statement, it's a statement in the future that galvanizes people to want to move towards it. It's really what it is. So Elon Musk is trying to hit Mars and there's enough people around that vision to say, gee, I'll risk my life and limb to jump on a, a rocket and see where we go. Go for it. I'm not on the list right yet. I'm a bit further down. <laughs> but, but vision is always future. Future-based. And what we try and do as leaders, we try and get people to move in a positive way towards that future, which is really progress. One of my favorite yeah. words is progress. Progress. And the definition yeah. of progress is moving from point A to point B. Point B is better than point A. It doesn't mean you've got to go half for leather, it's just better than point A. So progress is a very optimistic, uh, positive word. But then let's look at the other side of what Alex was saying was really about understanding. Do you know who I am? And do you know what I want? So I'm going to put that into two legs. So one is understanding me, the person. What am I good at? What, what inspires me? What motivates me? What gets me out of bed in the morning? What are my fears, concerns? Where do I think I can step forward, but I'm a bit nervous too? So if you really know me, which is what you said, Nicholas, about the children in the class, build a relationship with me. And then I'm more inclined to allow you to influence me. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a relationship with me, you can't influence me. You've constantly got to tell me what to do. There's no magnetic force that I mentioned earlier. And then the other side to that is that there's sort of understanding me. And then there's understanding what I want. So, I had a mentor who sadly passed away, but Dave, I remember walking the dog and Dave would say, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? And he'd ask me this question over and over again. We'd be on a phone call and I'd have my earphones in. Now, what do you want is sometimes the hardest question anybody has to answer because it's almost as if what you really want, you can't tell anybody. It's embarrassing. Mm -hmm. It's like, who am I to say I want that much in life? But actually, if you think of leadership around vision, where are we going? And is that a future that I am inspired to move towards? Who am I? What do I contribute to this team and this environment? And do you really understand me as an individual? And what do I actually want out of this? Not what's the vision about, but what what needs am I satiating? Or what desires am I pursuing for myself? in this sort of journey towards a better future so for me it's like vision understanding and uh, understanding in terms of the personality and then understanding in terms of the desires
2: yeah agreed i think that's a, a really nice point and again to reflect back from the previous question is what you know not enough leaders do is get to know the people in that organization yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. want to listen to them and understand, you know, take you know, the time, to, take the time yeah. to really, you know, invest into that. And, you know, when the people in the organization, if it's sporting or, you know, business feel that mm-hmm. there is, they, you are trying to make yeah. that connection and you're, you're putting in that time, mm-hmm. you know, then it's just a, it's that they will then want to yeah. invest more in you and then collectively around that vision. Yeah.
0: also creates a sense of
2: belonging, you know, and everyone wants a tribe, as we've mentioned in
0: previous podcasts, everyone wants yeah. to be a part of a tribe. Well, Nicola, once again, thank you very much. For today's episode and alex has been this has been a fantastic conversation on leadership i hope the viewers take and listeners take away as much as i did so thank you very much for being on the show mate i oh,
2: know thank you so much you know like again like just hearing both you talk you know you've got great passion and it's like you really believe into this and you know there's now like for me i really invested myself into this podcast and i think that's for you mate, who wanted to learn know yeah. more about leadership i mean you just showed an excellent quality there so Mate, that's fantastic for you to take up from that fantastic thank you mate
0: all right guys <laughs> this brings this brings an end to the Good episode on. thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you next time yeah thank
1: you, yeah. So. All right. to meet you cheers, Nicole. guys yeah you too alex for more news
0: and content about thinkanick go to www.thinkernick.com or visit our facebook or instagram pages at thinkernick.